I'm going to play a clip from the American president first. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you would. Are we on? Yeah. You don't even need that The reason Bob devotes so much time and energy to shouting at the rain was that he simply didn't get it. Well, I was wrong. Bob's problem isn't that he doesn't get it. Bob's problem is that he can't sell it. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. And whatever your particular problem is, I promise you, Bob Rumson is not the least bit interested in solving it. He is interested in two things, and two things only, making you afraid of it and telling you who's to blame for it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you win elections. You gather a group of middle-aged, middle-class, middle-income voters who remember with longing an easier time, and you talk to them about family and American values and character. And you wave an old photo of the president's girlfriend, and you scream about patriotism, you tell them she's to blame for their lot in life, and you go on television, and you call her a whore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh yeah! Happy Hanukkah, everybody! It's the Dave Joskow Podcast, coming alive from Hanukkah Central in the Dave Joskow home, abode. My guest tonight, the great David Attell. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming all this way. I know it's a pain in the ass. We live across town from each other in hey, Manhattan. That is crazy. Not to go back, not to backtrack, but is that how you open every podcast with like a very dramatic uh, monologue um, from a movie? No, that... no never. Uh, I didn't mean to put the music up. I don't know what happened. No, uh, it was good. I thought it was. I liked it too. I don't know. I did something wrong. It was I not got, much of a fade, but we're. I, I downloaded we're uh, like Windows 10 and everything has been off today. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Let's make sure it's all still working. Otherwise, we're going to be in big trouble here. Yeah. Let's see. Well, happy Hanukkah. As long as everything's working okay. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah. David Tell, you know, he's going to be in Governor's in Levittown this uh, next weekend. Uh, (laughs) That's next week, the 18th to the 19th. And uh, he loves Governor's. That's his hometown place. And then he's going to take a little break. And then in January, going to be at the Helio Comedy Club in St. Louis. The Cubs Comedy Club in San Francisco, California. Well, you love San Francisco, right? But that's not the old place you used to play, is it? Uh, you know, we used to play the punchline, right. but uh, Cobbs is the bigger room. And uh, it's intimidating because it's so big. It's about 500, something like that, seats, four or 500 seats. But back to Governors, if you will. Um, Dave, when we both started doing comedy, did you ever play there? I've never played there. Wow. I thought for some oh, reason I was I only would have played there. No? Only Eastside Comedy, oh, Richie Minervini place. What about uh, no? You, no, you also worked. Uh, what was the place out in Bayside? I never worked that place. You sure? In Queens, the the one yeah. where Jackie Martin would always be. Oh or wow! The one isn't that where Caroline Hirsch started in a way, or she just hung out there? She's from Bayside, I think. That's she's what she's from Bayside. What but, was uh, the name of that place? Uh, uh, that's the place I always think is the I, place uh, they use for Punchline, the movie. Yeah, I really thought it was you there. No, no. I I rarely played in Queens except at bars, and, and I'll never forget we both played at some place out in Queens where they turned off the hockey playoffs so we could perform which oh. people love yeah oh my god you that was me like and the Mike Royce time. yeah we were hitting those clubs but Governor's was the club that I really did start at you know I oh, had I done like one or two uh, coffee house shows uh, uh, you know <laughs> during the 60s but uh, <laughs> no no I, that's where like I did and uh, to be honest it's uh, they have a wall of um, 
of uh, all the celebrities from Long Island, you know, like uh, all the comics who've made it. Yeah. And I'm on the wall, barely, but it's uh, Amy Schumer, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, oh, right. uh, Kevin James, Eddie Murphy, uh, Eddie Murphy, Charlie Murphy, <laughs> and then me, I think. And there's maybe two more guys there, but uh, it's in this hallway, so it's, it's, uh, it's always good when you walk by it. And I go, uh, look, I made it. Oh, and Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine, <laughs> uh, Howard. Well, that, uh, <laughs> that is cool that you, you made it from there. I mean, it's, I, I still am amazed. Amy Schumer worked at your dad's store. No, am I getting it wrong? No, I get it mixed no. up all the time. Amy Schumer's from my hometown, and my mom um, uh, was, uh, taught her Hebrew school. Like, uh, my, she was in my mom's Hebrew school class. That's so and, crazy. Uh, that's the best, because uh, my mom, who is a hoarder, Held on to her Don't call uh, your little mama baby. Whore. Oh, hoarder. <laughs> Held on to the little, uh, her um, Jewish book. And she said, you should <laughs> give this to Amy. And I looked at it. It had Amy's little name in it. No and way. Amy was very happy about it. So there you go. That's my one celebrity story for the podcast. <laughs> so That's Dave, amazing. Hanukkah, day four. This has been a year. Yeah. Since, since uh, the last podcast. Since we did. Yeah. We the lit the podcast. candles together. How's it gone? How's the year been? Not so good. <laughs> well, that's the you know why I stopped actually going to temple. You know, oh, you're gonna make to, it a religious year. How was your religious? No, year? I stopped going to temple because I was getting depressed. Because every year I'd be at temple and I'd be like, nothing has changed. Oh. Stop going. Did I you tell getting, the rabbi? I'm not allowed to go to the temple. You weren't here when my nieces were here. I told you what happened at my nephew's bar mitzvah, right? No, what happened? I was reading from the Torah, oh. <laughs> and I, of course, I did it. You know, like this. Wait, oh, my stuff's not. I am not this delivery, you fear. <laughs> <laughs> so I do it like that, and the rabbi gets angry he and does? he stops me while you're up on the pole. While I'm up on the is that even allowed? I I don't know. The guy was a dick, and he hated me. We've talked about this in the podcast. Did he multiple personally times. stop you, or did he send no, the he... canter in? <laughs> no, the canter I have was a, a problem with canters. We talked about that in the last podcast. Like, no. what do they really do? What do they, they don't really do, do any. They're just they're, there to sing. They're like God. Like like if um okay if the rabbi is Batman, then the cantor's Robin. Right. They really don't do much. <laughs> no, they don't. But this one was really kind of slow it down. That's what they do. She was kind of sexy, Ooh. but she wouldn't look at me. The cantor. Oh, the cantor. Yeah. I don't think I. No, I've never seen that. I've I know always, of it, We've always but... had a female cantor wherever really? I've been. Yeah. Wow. And they've always been kind of sexy, except for this one in between who now hates me from Dory's bar mitzvah because I did something weird there. Right. But this one, <laughs> he stopped me and said, all right, I know everybody's laughing. It was like a, he was a dick. You're and like, he, he was such a mean douchebag. You're, you've been banned from every bar mitzvah? Yeah, been banned. Well, I was banned from Liza's, my, the middle niece's bar mitzvah after what happened with the last, the first one. <laughs> wow, that's fine. And now I'm not allowed back in that temple. But that's all right. Fuck that rabbi. He was a dick. All right. That's the only He was what mean to do? my mother, too. He what? He was mean to my mother. What kind of asshole. rabbi is this? Douchebag. He's that, he's that type of guy that you and I have always seen in our whole lives where you know he wants to be funny and oh, he wants no, to be the guy. The yeah, and it's like, now I'm not saying I am the funniest guy, but. I'm funnier than this guy, and um, you know you can just tell from those guys right away where they they think they're funnier. It's their congregation, and nobody's gonna fuck with them. I've seen this guy a hundred times in my whole life. Well, you know, it, uh, the temple I grew up with, uh, you know, the, it's very difficult running a temple. I'm just gonna take his side for a second. It's very so difficult to run a temple now, <laughs> you know, because um, I think I think temples are also suffering from the same thing comedy is is like why go why actually go see it live when you can get it on the web i mean <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, I've been telling uh, the candidate. I've been telling them to start their own webcam show. Well, you know, it's not a. I know you're making <laughs> it's not a, a bad. Joke, idea. It's not a bad idea at all because that's something I probably would do. Yeah. On Rosh Hashanah or something because I don't want to go to temple. I don't want to get dressed up. I can do it right here and then I feel like I'm into something. Yeah, you know, but for the older folk like my mom and everything like that, there's the whole, uh, uh, you know, the afterwards, the, the social aspect of the. Yeah, the my mom out. too, I guess. Yeah. The, uh, the, well, our both of our mothers are very religious, right? Yours is. My mom is very. Uh, I'd say that my mom is like an angel because she really is into the, um, I guess you could say like the, the whole functions of the temple. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the programs, the religious school, and then also like, um, you know, the holidays. Like she's very good to remind me what holidays are coming up because I never really know. Uh, I, I know Rosh Hashanah and yeah, Hanukkah sure, sure. and uh, Yom Kippur. But she but lets you know when like, like Tu B'Shvah Yeah, Tisha B'Av yeah, right. and all those different things. And um, But I, I don't know if, um, like I don't think my mom can speak like uh Israel Hebrew. I don't think she I can speak. She can speak Yiddish. Yeah, so does my you mom. Know, street That's German, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I think this is like the end of it. I'm surprised in Brooklyn there's not a Yiddish school or theater because you figure they would jump on that, you know, the hipsters. It's a good Yiddish. point. Yeah, why isn't that coming back? Yeah, exactly. Oi. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't know why they they haven't done it yet, you know, because it's, it is uh, weird but both our mothers and then it well cuz they died with that generation pretty much. That was it. Yiddish? Yeah. Yeah, no, they they grew up in homes where they spoke mostly Yiddish. And that they were like kind of like uh, yeah, the ones my who like grandparents spoke fluent Yiddish. Yeah, yeah. Did I? Did we? I don't think we knew each other when I was working at that Yiddish theater. I didn't downtown. know you were in the Yiddish theater. No, I wasn't in it. I was uh, working at the box uh, office and they in the, Yidd- the Second Avenue Theater, which was the Yiddish theater. So how would you? So what would you say? Um, I was working on a show called The Chosen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was that like? Like uh, working in the box office? It was actually horrible. It was really fun. I really liked it. But the woman there was a real cunt. Uh-uh. Um, so she made it very difficult. And then the day I had pot delivered there, I got oh. into real trouble. Oh, okay. Um, and then she was like, I'm like, wait, you can't be cool about this? Mm. I didn't know he was going to come by. I was going to meet him out in the street. Did you, uh, when you were at the university? I was only like 22. Did you Did you have to do the, uh, like, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, like, um, the show starting in high minutes. <laughs> Like, did you have to use any of that? No. <laughs> um, there'll be uh, pickles and uh, juice on sale in the lobby in between. Well, I've always wanted to work in the Yiddish theater, and I, I had my opportunity. And um, My mom knows those songs from the Yiddish theater, too. Really? Yeah. I'm sure my mom knows. Well, we make my mother... Which makes my mom even older than she really... Because she, there's no way she knows, like, the Lower East Side, you know, right. the 20s, like, whatever that is, turn of the century. We make my mother do... The four questions in Yiddish. Oh wow! Every Passover, like, I don't know what my mom could do. Father, here's my fakashes. <laughs> it's like she does it a completely different way that we never heard. We made her do it every year. Wow! But my mother, I take this. This is a story that just happened Sunday. She's become a major kind of asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, real selfish. You know, Aunt Judy's birthday was uh, Sunday, or it's Monday actually. It's Pearl Harbor Day, but um, and, and did I even tell you this? You know my grandfather was in the FBI, right? No, I didn't. Oh, no, you did. I told you before. You did, yeah. So the, my mother has a, a letter on the wall from uh, J. Edgar Hoover saying, congratulations on your new daughter, which is my Aunt Judy. Wow. Because uh, he was in the FBI at the time, and he had her. It's, it's really cool. Um, that's a great... Wow. That's yeah, like yeah. That's antique roadshow kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's really, really <laughs> way cool. But... Um, so my aunt's going to have uh, a party at the Devils. This is what she had it on Sunday at the Devils because, you know, my cousin, her yeah. Blitzer, is her. that's who she married in. She, we, right, she got a suite right. at the Devils thing. Mm-hmm. And it's Hanukkah, the first night of Hanukkah. So my mother's like, but that's the first night of Hanukkah. So I'm like, well, maybe we can light the menorahs there, you know, with the suite. So I asked my cousin, I'm like, do you think it'll be a fire hazard? He goes, I don't see any problem. 
But Aunt Judy called. She goes, listen, I got some people coming. I think they might be uncomfortable with the menorah. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess that makes sense. So I told my mother, listen, uh, I think we got to abort that part of it because people are uncomfortable with it. She's like, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but if the host of the party is saying that she feels uncomfortable with it, then you should respect her wishes. No, we're doing it. I'm going early and we'll do it. <laughs> so so then I found out my sister told me that Aunt Judy had emailed her and specifically said, can you please tell your mother not to light the menorah? It's really making me uncomfortable. But she refused and said, no, I, Why I does can't it make it her uncomfortable. What's the difference? You know, I mean, it doesn't make Aunt Judy uncomfortable. It made her friends who aren't Jewish maybe uncomfortable. Maybe. I don't. Oh, she was well, just trying to take your mom's play side both sides. I mean, it's like. Well, but my mom, it's selfish. The person who's throwing the party oh. said, please don't do that. Oh, okay. I understand. That, that's all I'm saying. Otherwise, sure. I'm, I'm with you. So your mom brought the menorah. She was going to bring her own she menorah. She made me bring the menorah. And I said, why don't we just do it in the parking lot beforehand? Yeah. And then we can just blow them out. We can relight them. She's like, no, that's not going to happen. She was a real bitch about it, like really bad. And 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 so then I got there really early, and she didn't show up until late, which was really annoying because she's like, no, we're going to get there early, and nobody will be there. Anyway, turns out the other owner, not my cousin, this guy Josh Harris, is a major Hebrew, and he had a huge menorah and a ceremony before the game in, wow. in this one location, which we were standing right in. And I want to show you this. He gave out these shirts. You're not going to – I mean, it was a stroke it. of luck – Look at the bottom. Okay. These are. This is a devil's shirt. Obviously, you can't see it on the radio, but it's a devil's shirt with oh, the Hebrew funny. letters that say relentless on it. I don't even know that's what it great. means. But, yeah, he had a whole Hanukkah thing for the first night. He brought his rabbi with him. Like wow. The rabbi was like, uh, I'd like to thank Josh Harris uh, for bringing me <laughs> in. <laughs> and, then, and they did a whole candlelight ceremony where they were lifted up into the thing to light this. And all the uh. prayers. My, I mean, I was going to Aunt Judy. I'm like, this, this is a stroke of luck. I mean, yeah. this is really lucky because then she was happy and everything was fine and there was no controversy. And it was amazing. So the and then the Maccabees ke- played the song I played at the beginning. Oh. They were there live. So, I don't know how we could afford them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, so that guy just gave out the shirts. Well, yeah, they gave them uh, to a lot of the fans and stuff like that, wow. and all the kids. They had a chorus of kids and stuff. It was really nice, actually. That's really. Uh, but you know, it made my mother happy, and that was the yeah. most important thing of all time. No, I thought he was going to like you know. I hate to say it, but like charge a little bit for the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he he just did it for the the good of every. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was. Dave, nice. you really are culturally um, uh, up on it with the Jews. You really are. Well, I I'm can't believe you've never just, been to Israel. That's really. I know. Thing. My my niece is going to get bar mitzvah there. Really? Bar mitzvah, yeah. I think it's great that somebody gets there from our family. You know, I, I was definitely going to go. Uh, not this time, but like I was, I wanted to go for years. But I already passed that point where they like, um, you know, like birthright, birthright. Yeah, it's too <laughs> You're late. A little too old. Yeah. Well, you know who started that is my cousin knows the devil's his sister. Yeah. That that family. It all goes back to the devils. Uh, that family is unbelievable. It's embarrassing for me and my sister. That's what they get us. Right. We get these high intellect, you know, wealthy people. That would be great if they played there. Do you think they have hockey there? <laughs> Probably not yet. Uh, no. They have but basketball. I know that. Remember we talked about it last time. The owner of the Patriots is trying to put a football, Israeli football team together. Really? A league. Wow. Which he's doing. Craft. Um, that Robert would be Kraft. great because they're already doctors. They can fix themselves <laughs> when they get tackled. <laughs> It's my theme. I know it. 
But Dave and I uh, saw each other on Friday at the Stress Factory. Thank yeah, you very much for. It was a for, great uh, time. That's a great club, too. It really is a great club. And Vinny's such a nice guy and uh, the owner of the club. And it's really fun. And thank you. We had a really good time. But they keep placing me right in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> I felt I bad. Know I know you didn't want to see me. And, and I apparently I was blocking the one woman you were talking, talking to. to. Yes. I can't even believe it. She's Obviously, I did not. I know you always mm-hmm. think I want to be in the show, but I really do not. I would have brought I, you up if you were close. I tried to, uh, you know, move to the side. It was so difficult. But they keep. I mean, it's very nice of them. They keep giving me really good spots, but it's embarrass- I feel bad for my friends. I like that club for a lot of reasons. One, it's super close to Manhattan. Yeah. Two, uh, Vinny is a comic, and everybody there really does love comedy. And uh, and he's a nice guy and very fair and cool. Yeah, and Yeah, yeah no, he's really cool. And then uh, the third thing is that the crowds are really great. Like, they really... You know, like, think about it. These people could come into the city and see a show. Yeah. And it's in their town. And they, I think they, like, appreciate it. You know, that they're, like, they don't have to go all the way in. Well, this crowd. And they're really, like, good comedy people. At least my, my crowd This is. crowd in particular, this time, I remember when I was there, like, a couple years ago, it, it was a little more rowdy. Yeah. This was. Uh, getting older now. But yeah. And it was perfect. I they're was, you know, mostly people. Super married. Yeah. You know, in their 40s. And, and then you have the ones that drop off right into the 16, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There seems to be no in between. Yeah. No, it's, it's. The same for Gary couples. Goldman as well. Really? Yeah. I thought Gary would have more of a, um, you know, like J-date like following in terms of like, you know, young Jewish women coming to see him. Because he's, I think still, and we've said this on the last podcast, he is the best looking Jew. He I really is. I, I I'm going to even... say now, even now that I've thought about it for a year, he's the best looking Jewish man and woman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, he is uh, dating a colored woman. Well. Uh, which, you know, this, uh, this Everyone's is... included. All right. <laughs> That um, that girl hates me. You know, they live by me, so I run into them sometimes. She's this just, is a podcast or a phone call. What are you, what are you saying here? <laughs> I don't know. And so I'm always in, and I'm like, why does your girlfriend hate me? She goes, she doesn't. It's her default face. There's nothing I can do about it. All right. Hey, so I brought you some Hanukkah gifts. I know. Can you open I a pre- bag oh, there? Oh, yeah, thanks. Look at them. Let's see what we got here. I, got, I bought you 25 munchkins, but that's really Oh, no, for, thank you for that. That was more of a <gasps> thanks for Oh, a Hanukkah here. yo-yo. Yeah, and if you... Uh, I love it. You can see oh, it. It, it says, lights. Yeah, it does something. Oh, there you go. It lights up. You pull mm-hmm. out the thing. It's a yo-yo that lights up. And I, I bet I you love it also actually. plays a song. Can you yo-yo Yeah, I think I, I can do it. Let me Is see. this going to drive your cat crazy? Or? <laughs> well, maybe. Let's see it. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It's not lighting yet. But it, no, it will. Wait, i got to get it going. Wow, you're the worst yo-yoer. No, because no, I'm sitting. I'm really good at it. Is actually. it doing no, it? No, it's going. Wait, it's, I'm like... I'm well, sitting. I can't all right. do it. But well, that was it. I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you opened that one first because that was a dud. Oh, this is great. Dunkin' Donuts card. Oh, there you go. Oh, thank you. No, that, no, that totally probably use. is, uh, I hate to say it, that might be a re-gift because uh, I, I don't personally care. don't think I've ever bought a Dunkin' Donuts. I have no problem. My mom that. gives me one of those every time I go home. No, thank you so it's much. It's almost That's like she's dipping me for being her son. She's like, oh, my go. God, party snaps. Those are great. Oh, these are my favorite. Those you can still find I got suspended in junior high for these. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure those are legal now. Okay, this right will here. freak out my cat, but I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna, do one. I'm gonna do one old. For those school. of you who don't know what party snaps are, it's somewhere between um, uh, snapping your fingers and dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just wrapped up. And yeah, then you throw them on the floor. Leo, the opposite way, my cat. Yeah. It's oh, working. it still works. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god, that is so much fun. I haven't had these in years. That was a beautiful thing about my mom. She would always like say like. I better buy a ton of these because you know they'll like uh, you know she's very good with that kind of stuff. I really want to do another one because I haven't seen them. Yeah, there you go. I would save them for when you're uh, you have guests over and you (laughs) want save them for what? (laughs) That's a great way to go. You know, you hit the snap. Dinner is served, (laughs) and then then you have a super fancy meal. What's this? What is it? 
Oh, that's the Howard oh, Stern keychain. Oh, did you get this when you were on the other yeah, day? Yeah, I figured. Oh, who's the biggest you so Howard Stern fan? You, me. You would love you so it so much. So look at it; it's cool. Huh? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I was trying to think of like. Uh, oh, Dave was on the wrap-up show last week. I was trying to think of uh, if you already had one of those because you are the biggest fan I know. I so. am. So no, I, I don't have one. Great. So there you go. So that's a real. That's a good gift. Actually, then. I like looking in the munchkin. Yeah, let's see what kind. What do you got in there? I can't eat them. Oh God, it's all assorted. This is my favorite. That's the way I. That's the way I do it. Yeah, I like also what they're doing. Uh, Look at the box for a second, Dave. Uh, We're looking at a box of munchkins. Each munchkin is wearing little hats. I like that. I'm sure that's politically incorrect. Oh, why is the why is the glaze dressed like a pirate? (laughs) Actually, that's the cutest thing I've ever. I love it. And the glaze is dressed like a pirate. There you go. And the pumpkin one is dressed like a witch. Let me ask you a personal question now. If I wasn't here, would you eat that entire box of donuts? <laughs> yes. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this all the time. After we left you on Friday, uh, we picked up Dory, you know, my niece, because she yes. was the Rutgers. And I was like, why don't we pick up Dory and we're going to stuff your face? And that's after we had nachos and oh. potato skins at the club. Right. And then we went to Stuff Your Face, which is where they just make strombolis. Ah. So I had a lasagna spoli, and I added stuff. Uh, can I also add meatballs and onions into that? And it was like, boom, drop the mic. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. That's great, Dave. So then after we dropped her off, I still go to that hamburger place, and I'm like, what's the matter with me? It's like I can't help it. And then I went to Quick Check afterwards. Uh-huh. I think I, maybe I got high. Like a little deli or store, oh. and I got a chocolate shake oh, wow. and and popcorn and um and uh those tasty cake butterscotch crumpets. Oh wow! A, so the answer to the question is, you got that right. Yeah, <laughs> I would eat most of those. I don't think I could eat the whole box because I would try and contain myself. I'd probably leave over four like, just to say. I have I the same okay. problem with pizza, where like uh, you know, I'm pretty good. Like I won't eat the pizza. Like if I have people over or something like that, we have pizza for like one of my projects. And then afterwards, they'll uh, they'll eat their pizza. But then they'll like, you know, I always order too much because you never know how much people That's eat That's the anymore. right thing to do. So then I've got it's like very a half not, a pie. It's very not Jewish thing it's to like, do. It's like too much to throw out. Like one slice you can throw away. But like a half a pie, you're like, oh, I can't throw this away. And then I'll just like eat the whole uh, pie, eat everything left, and then go in the garbage and then eat that one slice <laughs> that I threw out. It's really sad. I'm I, not drinking. So that's like a drunk move. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. I mean, I do that. Like I made pasta the other day here but i'm afraid to sometimes make it like i bought spaghetti and some sauce but i'm afraid to make it because i will stuff my i will never stop eating it like a cat or a dog yeah but you know I how to make food so that's not uh, that's the only thing i've been doing but mm. i just eat especially that's i can't make tacos here because i eat too many oh like it like i can't stop myself i can't control myself i never really but like I when don't, people make tacos i don't eat around well, i only make it for myself Okay, it's, it's <laughs> but like I don't somebody, like to eat around people. Okay, it's like when people make pizza bagels. It's like it's such a great idea, and then it becomes this really messy, and no, then like, that's you no feel good. like you yeah. have to eat it. And it smells bad. I anyway, used to like those pizza muffins. So, you, if you put me down during the podcast, feel free to use the snaps afterwards. Like, oh uh, snap! No. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's uh, so. Then, you know, right? I was kind of hoping, uh, you know, since you and I both share a love of Star Trek, that's true. That we could talk about that for a bit. Star Trek or Star Wars? I mean, well, I know we I know everybody. Star Trek, started, but, I think it's yeah. probably in poor taste to even talk about Star Trek now, since Star Wars. Like, I disagree. Are you going to that? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm probably going to go. I mean, really? I was thinking about going like five in the morning because it's playing down the street and it's playing 24 hours the first weekend. Uh huh. That could be fun going like 5.45. In the morning? Yeah. Don't you think that's one's going to be like, that's going to be the nerdiest of the nerds, right? Well, I mean, you know. Well, it would be great to just see who's there. I bet you that's going to have like 
live TV coverage. Like you think like, so? Yeah, that early? Yeah. Do you remember? Um, you should they... definitely get your mom to drop you off. That would be really <laughs> funny. All right, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> do you remember I uh, in the first one when episode one came out in like two thousand or whatever, uh-huh. and. I was doing a project with me and Shalu with this company or something, and we had to sit outside waiting to get in. And I was I made my own Millennium Falcon, and I was with a guy. I don't remember any of this being chewy. It was like a project where I, like I got paid for it. Okay, but I had to pretend to be you know on the thing, which I don't like. I don't like scamming people like that. Sure. And then CNN was there interviewing everybody, so they're like, "Go up and get interviewed," you know. And I went up, and I was wearing this ridiculous outfit or whatever, and I got interviewed. And then I went around and got interviewed again. And then people said they saw, "Oh, I saw you on CNN get interviewed." I'm like, "Oh, that's so embarrassing." I'm like, I didn't think they would use it. Really? Yeah, I was really embarrassed because you know I was just <laughs> sitting there with, "Well, we have the Millennium Falcon here," and I kept doing this. This kid kept, trying, "Don't touch it." It's, it was just made out of cardboard, but we slept in it. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, this all was night. just for a, for a stunt? It was for some... Uh, we were making, like, a 20-minute film with these guys that always did commercials or something. Wow. And uh, I never got to see the finished product. I, I don't think they liked me. I think they were mad at me. And the worst part is, like, it seemed like everybody I knew went by that day. Like, all these people, like, uh, you know, this guy Pablo, who was married to my friend Amarillas, who works at, like, you know like a steak place and he's uh, like hey just go ah! <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a nightmare well you know I'm not going to put down Star Wars because uh, let's face it it's great but I grew up on Star Trek and uh, I, I know you and I differ on the new movies yeah we do I don't like I don't particularly like I like the guy who plays Star Trek I mean, uh, I like the guy who plays Captain Kirk. I, I'm sorry. Now how old are you? Yeah, I know. I'm like 100 years old. I like the guy, uh, Enterprise. I like the guy who plays uh, Captain Kirk. But I the rest of them, I think, are okay. But I feel like they put too much pressure on them to have this, like, you know, they're friends, but there's, you know, lovers. And I, I don't like that. So. Dude, no, we saw the first one together. I understand you didn't, I didn't care like, for it. I, I liked like it. it. Did you see the second one? It's, I thought that was even worse. Oh, I, I actually like, thought that was better. I felt, I felt like, and I know, really like that that blonde girl, and that girl. Yeah, really she was pretty. very hot. Oh my she god! Was very hot. But this whole thing oh, of like, where they like learning as they go, it's like, you know, I hate to tell you, this is the Starfleet Academy uh, <laughs> manual. You have the tech, tech manual. manual? <laughs> yes. And by the way, this is from 1977. For real? My drum teacher. Uh, it was my birthday. You own that? Guest. Yes, this is my. Oh technique. my god! That's why I'm very like I didn't want to even bring it out of my house, but I did it at a friendship. Oh my god! And this shows you all the tech stuff. Oh my god! This is uh, uh, I'm sure this that's is right like, out of Galaxy Quest, right from that movie. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the. This was like I remember when um, when I got this manual. It's 1977. Okay, so I was probably 13 or whatever, 12 years old. I remember like. I could not stop looking at it. Like I would carry it around. Like I was going to Starfleet Academy, and like I, I was like constantly trying to memorize too. it, you know, just in case something horrible happened. Wow! But, but it's really it's so it's so great how like um you know this was this is this is where it's at. You know, it's just like hey, it gives you uh, how to build your own ship, <laughs> like the impulse power unit. But when, uh, when, it, remember it, when we went like, to the Star Trek convention that time? Yes. Who was the comic that got us into that show so many years ago? Mm. Do I don't remember? know. But was it Bob Denver? Because he was there. <laughs> no, no, he was. Yeah, Gilligan <laughs> was there. That was the best part, ironically, about the Star Trek convention. That Gilligan was oh, there. Oh, I think I kind of know because it was at a hotel. Yeah, it was at a hotel. And it was at, um, it was a kid who, who did comedy, kind of. Yeah. Well, he was older than us. Oh no, then I'm thinking. Of and he got us in. Yes, but didn't we buy tickets? I don't. I don't remember. I not thought he got tickets. us. I thought he got us in. 
Um, it was like exciting, you know, because it was exciting. Yeah, I haven't been to one yet. I haven't been to one since that. Well, we went to that, and then didn't we go to? Or, or maybe you didn't come with Alan. I think I went to like a Comic Con. Yeah, like I've here in the city. Yeah, nobody's there. Yeah, you know, it's just so different. This is twenty years ago. Yeah, and now you can now you, get a yeah, ticket. It's, it's I, I was at the comic book store like uh, about a year ago, or maybe less. Um, you know, sometimes I go there for. Yeah, other sure. purposes sure. and um graphic they, and apparently it was during comic-con like new york and they're like they're like uh you don't have any tickets i have some left for sunday four uh, o'clock show i mean it's like they, it's just really that's what, i don't know what happened that's so that's so right that you said like 20 years ago no one was going to that it yeah wasn't really, remember it was empty where it was, we remember what they were interviewing bob denver you know like and, and you walked like by half, the stage so it made it look yeah, like yeah, you so were you get a hanging out with bob <laughs> right we just took a free picture which now mm-hmm. oh my uh my niece and her friend went to and my uh brother-in-law they went to the walking dead oh that must have been crazy whatever here in jersey in secaucus and they said they took pictures with a couple of cast members it was eighty dollars that's crazy. That's, that's eighty bucks for not a picture or an nice. autograph. Picture a picture. That's crazy. Not even nobody. I don't think people care for autographs anymore. Do they? Isn't uh, that the autograph? The picture. I I well, I don't know what to tell you, but like sometimes some of the comics charge for pictures. I was thinking of doing. Um, the, char- the comics charge for some pictures? of them do, but I was thinking if I did the Polaroids where I could sign that at the end, maybe I would charge the people for it. But usually, that's I, gotta I just be go tough to do end. on you. Per, like just no. The, here's the worst part about. The pictures after the show is that the majority of people uh, at that point are a little drunk and their cameras for some reason don't work. Oh. Like their their phone is like, hold on, I'm sorry, uh, I just yeah, bought it today. Worst. I'm sorry, you know. There's always like a story about their phone. I don't, it, I don't know. Do, yeah, that's the worst. You know, so that, so it slows it down for everybody. Right, right. And the moment is lost. Oh, but. so you are you saying possibly having a photographer that would do that, or because that might solve uh, the problem if you bought. You know how Vinny has that. Mm-hmm. Photographer that's always there. I mean, what about something like that? No, like each city uh, just get a photographer. Well, that guy, that I'm way, not you, so sure. you wouldn't feel no, no. <laughs> no but then you no. wouldn't feel bad charging because then it's a professional picture. Yeah, in a way, I, would just, and, I would just no. The only good thing about it would be like because um, some comics are masters of the merch stuff. And yes, like, I know we've the, talked uh, about that. The, 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 the good about it would be who's the best? Yeah, who's an example? Well, uh, there's a couple of guys who would just like bang out like hardcore the merch. But um, I'm trying to think of somebody that you would actually personally know that's really good at it. Um, I don't know. Let, let's use like Voss as an example. Oh, is he Voss? Really? No, but he's committed. He sells his CDs after every show. But the way he does it is, is even funnier, I think, <laughs> because he doesn't really sit at a table. He just kind of stands, like holding them, like almost. It's it's it, it almost looks very sad. It looks but like he he's just and, really and, Italian, and he just like did it out of yeah. his uh, car, you know? Yeah, like he <laughs> right. actually is. He would do it like out of his trunk of yeah. But there's some guys that set up elaborate. Like Norton, I think is great because he has a you know. Kenny helps him and Kenny sets it up and he keeps the line moving and Norton's very cool with the fans and the fans love him. Who's so, that? Is that Club Soda Kenny? Yeah. Oh, that's he's still his the guy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, um, I, I think I like when, because it, it's kind of like a fun party then, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the show's over and people, you know, just want to like... I would know, always feel, I don't know, I just, I know Otherwise you have the problem too, awkward. like charging people for that. I know you have, like, you know, well, let me tell you something. Tough to do. There's a lot of already... comics that, uh, you know, like the, uh, I guess you could say that where it's like um, they're kind of aloof, you know, after the show, you know, and I always feel like for the hardcore fans, you got to. You no, you're really good too. about it. You're really good about it. And it's well, surprising because I know you're, you don't really like talking to people. So uh, I know you go out person, and you do it because you know the fans would like that very much. And it does mean a lot to people. I know. I think if you look at the Starfleet manual uh, page. <laughs> 
<laughs> page 82, how to talk to an Alpha, alpha Centauri. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if it did give it like advice on like life problems on the stock market. <laughs> how to, how a to Romulan deal. is a Romulan. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. You can't feed him the Romulan whiskey. It's not going to work. <laughs> um, you know, uh, well, let's just talk about uh, yeah, a couple other things. That the, the reason I played that clip up front yeah. is because I guess you heard about this. I'll just uh, play it. Is, now, is, this, is this a political podcast now? It's going to become a political oh, podcast okay. now. I just know for a second. Going off. Let's get right to the president's speech last night on terrorism and bring in Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters. All right, Ralph, I have a question for you. I know you watched last night. I want to know, what were you saying to the TV as the president was speaking? What was your commentary as, this, uh, as the president's speech unfolded? Well, first of all, he keeps speaking about we can't give in to our fears. Uh, you know, don't be afraid. Look, Mr. President, we're not afraid. We're angry. We're pissed off. We're furious. Yes. We want you to react. We want you to do something. You're afraid. I mean, this guy is such a total pussy. It's stunning. <laughs> and, you know, we want, the, we the people, the American people, whom he, he does not know. Well, that's the best part. And then the guy calls him out, and the organ goes, look, sir, I'm going to have to tell you, you know, you can't say that kind of language. He goes, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Who is he? It, it's, um, he's a lieutenant colonel? Yeah, I guess. And he's been on a bunch of shows. And you know, but he's calling the president a pussy, which I think is completely disrespectful. Yeah, you know, say that, yeah. But then the guy calls him out and says, you can't say that. And then I'm like, if, you, if you're saying you can't say that on pussy on television, how are we going to win anything? That's true. <laughs> you know, that's, that that annoys he, the hell out of me even more, actually. And why is the guy English, the other guy? I don't know. He's just on Fox News. I don't know. I guess oh, they got I, different yeah. uh, people. But but that's why I played that thing up front, because it's like uh, that guy, Aaron Sorkin, wrote that monologue, and he's saying this guy, uh, played by Richard Dreyfuss, unbelievably, uh, was, is, is going to scare you into thinking that, you know, the thing, and I think that's what Trump does, and it's working for it's these middle-aged, you know, low-income, you know, whatever. Well... They always say that Americans want a president who they think they can drink a beer with. Well, he doesn't drink, and he could buy all the beers. That would be really funny <laughs> if, like, some some guy, some blue-collar... Oh, Trump. Hey, <laughs> Trump, I want to buy you... Uh, well, we had that in George W. Bush. Right. If you've seen Harold and Kumar 2, uh, <laughs> that always made sense to <laughs> me that that would beer? be... Well, no, they drank... They got high with him. Can I smoke in here or no? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, thanks. Um, I have an ashtray in the uh, dishwasher sure. if you want to get that's it. That's okay. Um, I use my uh, empty uh, coffee. Oh, Okay. That's how I was raised. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I it's, 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 it's making me up, uptight. Mm-hmm. You don't know who to trust anymore. It's kind of like uh, well, welcome to the America, Holocaust, dude. where uh, you just uh, you know you know back then it was uh, you know it was, everybody was white, but you could pretend like in Hogan's Heroes to be German or to be not German with just your accent. Well, you and I both wouldn't I have, have had that choice. But, face, but um, <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, there, there definitely were some Jews who could like uh, wing it and like pretend to be German. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You yeah. know, I mean, you could do that. But now, you know, with those, with Muslims, you, you can't. You know, you're either darker or you're not dark. True. But um, do you watch the show Homeland or any of these? No, shows? I never do. I Maybe can't you watch that. That would help with your. Oh, you theory. think so? Because it bothers me. That kind of stuff really bothers Aren't me. Aren't you a fan of uh, what's your name? Who's Claire Danes? Yeah. She's Ironically, great. I am. She's like ageless <laughs> looking. She's, she's really scary. kind of great looking. She should be a major, major star because she's like really pretty, but. Also, there's something about her, you know, like yeah. those are the kind of really good actresses that aren't ridiculously hot. She's a but woman, but she has a like a, a very youthful. She was at one of um, Nadia's parties. Was she? Once, yeah. I only remember because my friend, um, this guy, Greg Bellow, uh, his brother goes, uh, hey, do you want to come over to our table and meet Claire Danes? 
<laughs> and I'm like, well, well, yeah, that'd be great. And he's like, yeah. Um, he didn't know Claire Danes at all. He just <laughs> he yeah. was just sitting at her table. <laughs> it's called balls. I give that guy credit. I know he was awesome. Well, that's uh, who was the other guy on it? Um, Mandy Patel. Oh yeah, Mandy. That guy's a yeah, genius. Yeah, he's 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 he could probably speak Yiddish. That guy. Oh, he does. I think yeah. he does albums in Yiddish. Yeah. He's yeah, he guy. does Yiddish shows. He's like really popular in the Yiddish Jewish. I didn't know that world. Yeah, how do, you, how do you become popular in that? You just do it. I don't know. I guess he's the only one left. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I believe he makes Yiddish albums. Really, I think so. They never closed an episode with any of his klezma. Uh, <laughs> no, which is odd. You know, you, you would figure think by this point the they case. would let him like you know throw that in there. Let me ask you because uh, I'm not really a political guy, but no, I neither am I your, usually. Um, but uh... your half baked theories here. But <laughs> what about TV? Have you been watching any new shows? Oh yeah, I watch most of the new shows. Because do you feel like uh, empowered that you kind of got the Mulaney show off the air or no? Because I know you're pretty good that. about that. I yeah. uh... well, I saw him at Oddball and he kicked it. He was great. Uh, you everybody's told me he's, he's a really a good stand-up comic. comic, but that show was horrid. You know it. Listen, you got Martin Short, and somehow you fail. Uh... I feel sorry for Martin Short for the last like. 10 years I feel sorry for him he's bringing it back though you know his wife died and I think he had a little hiccup but now I think he's coming back and doing some better stuff I hope he does that show sucked and it was too bad I've heard nothing but nice things about Melania I heard he's a very good stand-up comic great but that show you've seen it it was bad um, I only saw a little clips of it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So, okay. so I was watching. Uh, I watch Supergirl every week, and I don't, I don't like it. it. And the ratings are slipping. I don't like it either. And for some reason, I can't help myself. But both those girls are really pretty on it. And, and her I and her hope sister. people don't think I'm not for empowering women with superpowers. I feel like they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they think. Um, so last week, you know, again, it was so bad. She lost her powers, which is the one thing oh, I hate on superpower so shows. She's just a hot girl, right? So. Ugh, it just drives me crazy when they do that with the superhero and they lose their powers. There's always one thing. And um, and they're like, oh, that happens to Superman all the time. He usually recharges in about 48 hours. You know, I'm like, this uh, is Well, let me just say thing. one thing What I with the whole Superman thing. And I'm not a comic book guy. Like, I don't have all the information, but I would just say this. Baby Superman <laughs> is the most boring. If, if somebody, if you just started going like, did you know what baby Superman did today? Oh, what, he lifted something a baby can't do? It's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm sick of it. Oh, he's so cute. I'm he lifts that truck. It. and Yeah. You he's, know it. He's an illegal alien. He came here and <laughs> yeah. he helped us. So there you go, Dave. Well, you know, you're right. Yeah, that we'd have to give up Superman, too. <laughs> He'd have to leave the country. It would be easy. He could just fly right they out. They have those in comic books us. all the time now. That's all they ever talk about, that what? they're alien. That's the whole Supergirl is based on the fact that she's an alien and people don't like it. Oh, is that true? Yeah. She's so last week blonde... she lost her powers and she goes and stops a crime in her suit anyway and says, this is not you. This is not you. I so give me the gun and the guy started crying. I couldn't even believe it. I'm uh, like, are you I, for I'm real? Glad you told me that. I would never give that show a chance. How about uh, Into the Badlands? Do you like it? No, I usually don't watch any of the shows that aren't on the network. I'm crazy. Have you ever seen um, Walking Dead? No, you've never seen it. No, can you believe that? Oh, wow. How about uh, my niece Talking gets mad Dead? at that. It's on after. No, I haven't. But seen now that it's either. on after Into the Badlands. So oh, it is. Poor Chris Harwick has to wait a half an hour oh. before he can start <laughs> talking about it. That's that's, that's on TNT. Yeah, talking? no, that's AMC. Yeah, AMC, right? And, but the uh, Badlands it, is TNT, into right? Into the Badlands, they, uh, you know, it's like it's all sword fight. It's a martial arts show. Which, by the way, I think this is the first super hardcore martial arts show since Kung Fu. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I've seen. I've seen. It looks really good. I like Kung Fu better than this, but it still does the job. It's great to see these guys mix it up out there. A lot of sword play. A lot of um, uh, what you call it? Uh, like 
crazy backflipping onto something higher, which never happens in real life. <laughs> That's what Jean-Claude Van Damme used to be good at that kind of That's stuff. That's what we need right now more than ever. He's from Belgium. That's where the terrorists live. We have to send him back over there and kick some ass. I think about Can that all that the time. Here? Yeah, well, please. He should um, go back over there and go like, it, it's, he, he should be eating a waffle, right? And it's like, all of a sudden, like, who's that guy? I don't know, Mr. Van Dam. And then he goes over there and, like, you know, just kicks him, kicks him in the face. I, um, it's funny you should mention the, um, the TV shows because... No, you have a great eye for television. I, well, I just like television. I like a lot of it. And so, anyway, this is the strangest connection, but they would, remember the Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah. When we were growing up. That was yeah. a horrible show. One of the Mouseketeers just died, just right? Died. But the two three version with, I mean, the the cast of the Musketeers. This guy now, this guy who died, we don't know who he is, which is probably why he's dead. Well, I mean, you haven't been watching into the nineties, have you? Uh, well, I no, mean, I haven't. But look at the cast: is this guy? Oh no, this other guy: Justin Timberlake, Kristen Christine Aguilera. Britney Spears and Ryan Gosling. There's a picture of them right here. And then this other guy. Right? And this other guy. Right, right, exactly. That's like me on my HBO uh, Young Comedian special. It's like Louis, Dave Chappelle, and me. And like, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's that's like that not... kind of thing. No, I like that. Well, you can say that. So that's why the guy had some problems. He right, no, like, obviously, these... right. Ryan so, Gosling um, was a mouse. I, I had no idea. He's right here. You can totally see him. Sure it's really weird. I'm sure he doesn't uh, promote that credit. No, it's fascinating, though. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good casting, you know? So... I was thinking about it. First of all, in the 80s or late 70s, they did a second Mickey Mouse Club, and all those girls ended up on the Facts of Life. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Lisa Welchel, um, that blonde girl, Julie Pikarski, who play, um, she played Sue Ann. I, rem I remember watching that show and thinking, these girls are hot, and then following them over to the Facts of Life. Um, do we even really need Molly Ringwald, also, I oh. believe, a Mouseketeer, you know. I'm all for that. And went to Facts of Life. Yeah. But um, what the reason why I bring it up is because I was thinking of the old Mickey Mouse Club and how bad television used to be yeah. when we were kids. Right. I mean, there was some good stuff. And most of that good stuff that we thought was good doesn't hold up it at all. It doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, you know, like The Six Million Dollar Man was like my favorite show. And it's so boring and unwatchable now, even though you know I still enjoy watching it. But it's, it's very slow. You can't show your nieces or nephews it without them dozing off. Yeah, but what I liked about the Six Million Dollar Man was, um, you know, if we could talk about it, was uh, talk about it. It's my uh, favorite thing. Uh, what's the name? Lee Majors. Yeah, who was broken basically. He was broken. What do you mean? You know, like he was in a horrible uh, space accident, and they and oh. they fixed him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I thought he you was were broken about the actor. <laughs> like that. And then uh, who was his handler? This the, Oscar uh, Goldman. Oscar was this guy who was like the devil, basically. Like we're gonna make you uh, whole again. But you're gonna have to do all these crazy things. Uh, with oh, this I never thought about it. That. <laughs> you know, so I didn't leave. But it's funny because last night, you know, I just uh, started doing Netflix. So what's the first thing on Netflix that so you want? You want to look at the old uh, Battlestar Galactica episodes to see what <laughs> Lauren Green's up to. And Lauren Green, by the way, um, somebody should definitely do uh, a book about from Lauren Green to Lauren Michaels and how America's. <laughs> Because they both came out at the same time, you think? You know, like yeah, I suppose you're right. Was Battlestar Galactic and yeah. 1979 was the first SNL. No, 75. Was the first SNL? Yeah. You sure about that? I thought it was yes. 79. No. Wow. No, oh, because uh, I think Gilbert was on in 1980. Oh, okay. I didn't. know So that. there had to be five years before the last cast members. The last their last year was 1980. So that and they means, did five years. So that means yeah. uh, when Chevy Chase was there, he 75, 75, 76, and, and that's it. 
Right, and he did Foul Play in 76. Oh, which that's was, a great we movie. Love the, yeah, we love that movie. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't? Not really. It's very slow. It's very, very slow. Oh, see, but I kind of... But I still like it because Chevy's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. Um, that's when he was the shit. You know what I mean? Listen, he had, he had like one, two, three where it all worked and then just, damn, just fell off. Like he had that, he had Caddyshack, and he had uh, Fletch, which was amazing. Mm. And then just... Nothing. Then something he lost it. Like wow. Fletch lives. Why is that bad? He should. That should have been like an Austin Powers, where there should have been multiple Fletches. Yeah, you play that. That character was great. I don't know how they fucked That's that up. That's a very adult movie. Like it's a very adult. Like it's you fantastic. Can't see kids going to see that. You don't think so? No. At the time, we even, were kind of kids when we saw it. We I know, it was but the I, I feel like the idea of what a movie is now for for uh, young adults is totally different. Like yeah. it's either like a uh, horror movies. Or it's these uh, franchise space movies, like uh, the uh, the Hunger Games thing just ended. You know? I, so that, it's like, now that's something I am too old for. Which is for. amazing. I, can't, I know, but interested. when you think about it, like your your nieces grew up watching that. Yeah. Like to them, that's their they Star Wars of that kind of thing. And then like I'm sure 10, 15 years from now, there'll be a reboot, you know, yeah. of that, and it'll be like, oh, it's nothing like the. Well, first it's funny. One. I think there's just something about that one. When meanwhile, like I like the Twilight movies, and I like Harry Potter, and I like all that stuff. Yeah, so I, I never. It's just something about that the Hunger Games that just didn't look interesting to me at all. Yeah, I, I didn't get the story though. But every every. I think she wasn't hot enough for me. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. In that in that in that in that show. Character. Yeah, I liked her in Silver Linings Playbook and stuff yes. like that. You know. So, but what I'm saying though, it's funny. Um, we're just thinking of the stupid Mickey Mouse Club and the stuff. We now that was before our time, but they used to air it when we because they didn't have anything else to air, you know, in the afternoons. And I was thinking about Annette Funicello, <laughs> right? And she was a horrible actress and just horrible in everything she did. But she got tits really early, right? And became a superstar. In fact. Wait, God wait. rest her soul, by the way. She's no longer with us. She is no longer with us. Wait, here it is. But There's, I will say, wait, here, listen to She this. always looked definitely older than the other mouse. Bigger than Annette's? Nobody's jugs are bigger than Annette's. <laughs> That's from Greece. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> Nobody's that. jugs are bigger than Annette's. Um, so I actually found, I remember as a kid, watching that stupid Mickey Mouse in black and white, and watching, they had cereals in the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, and one was Annette because she was becoming like a star. The other one was remember that horrible Spin and Marty. I mean, everything sucked. I don't remember any of that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even remember watching a Full Mouseketeer show. You um, couldn't. It was unwatchable. No. And this is what we had as kids. And this, this you sure this about is, that? I feel like that's the listen. 50s. This is yes, but they replayed it when we were kids because okay, there was well, nothing then I else. Wasn't watching it. Then. And now the Mickey Mouse Club presents Annette. This is the opening theme. She had her own theme. This is the opening theme to Annette. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrid. I don't, I don't like their whole style either. I didn't like it. Oh, the whole style is horrible. So I watched an episode yesterday where they're playing Spin the Bottle. And I'm like, what? This wow. is unbelievable. Their version of Spin the Bottle, especially being Disney, was that they all gathered around. And Annette plays this girl from like the Midwest who comes into, I guess, New York or something. And, jeez, mm -hmm. I really hope I fit in. <laughs> and they're playing Spin the Bottle where you have to spin the bottle and then you have if you, you call their your number and you have to stop it before it falls down. There's no kissing involved. Oh, it's like a classic. It was the strangest thing <laughs> I've pilgrim, ever seen. Like a pilgrim version of the game. So the funny thing where I bring this up again is just because you have this stupid opening theme. Today's episode... Almost a fight. Almost a fight. <laughs> and this kid comes in the malt shop. Hey, everybody. 
Hey, but Dave, you're on something. This stuff is now politically correct. This this is television. This is you're on something right now. So well, then don't I, hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> no, I won't. And so then no, I'm I taped, that's what they were about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So then I taped uh, some of the Nickelodeon shows. It's just so funny, you know, that I, I do watch because they kind of figured out a bit. Like this is the theme song to like a show called Victorious. That it's so like rocking, and this is the same age group. You know, 40 years later or whatever. Yeah, they're... You know, where they... They're good. <laughs> That's like the opening theme song. This girl's way hot. I mean, way hot. Victoria Justice. And um, let's do it again. And is she uh, a masketeer? No, no. no. But uh, that's. And now the Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I just like the uh, the difference. That creepy little voice. Wait, where's the? <laughs> I just like the difference in theme songs. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're on something because this is like when America's going to be once all the political. You're so are, right, exactly. That, that kind of thing, you know. And uh, do you if remember they could, if they could make that more multicultural? You got to hit. You do know? you remember uh, this theme? Yeah, it's lost its face. Yeah, that's right. That was a kick-ass one, though. That was a good one. Or in the, the 60s, they figured it out. This is season one. It's exciting. But then they figured it out better in uh, season three, where they get even more exciting. Remember with the countdown? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the daughters on that show? Do you know, Dave? Well, Which one? One of like them the was the one yeah, the, I like the blonde the, one. But the Angela Cartwright was the one. She was in the Danny Thomas show, right, oh. or something. And I looked them all up. Yeah, I remember looking them up. Years Gilbert ago. has them on all the time. Oh, he you does. Know. Well, he had you know he had Billy Mooney on. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Well, that guy's got some story. I mean, he worked with the greats. Twenty four seven doing podcasts. That guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but let me let me say one thing about uh, Lost in Space. They're rebooting it for Netflix. I heard that. Yeah. And I, I assume it's going to be a different story, more of uh, like to today's times, you know, where um, they're uh, looking for, uh, <laughs> waiting, you know, like something happened. Dr. Smith took a selfie and it hit a button. And oh, you stupid robot. Else, uh, you know, like you remember they would always land on the planets and the vegetables would try and eat them, you know, so that, that's going to be definitely another storyline there of veganism. That's right. <laughs> Multiculturalism, you know. Or they had in... Um you know my favorite movie Notting Hill where uh, somebody was a fruitarian <laughs> where um, we we believe that uh, fruits and vegetables have feelings uh. so we don't eat anything unless it's off the tree and he goes so these carrots then yes they've been murdered That's all the these line feelings my yeah, no, one, no one is feeling better so anyway uh, what I was going to say is uh, uh, Dave, Dave by the way has a show on Netflix called Roadwork it's a wonderful comedy special yeah uh, thank you but uh I, yeah, I just started watching the Netflix, and uh, you know, I don't have it yet. Yeah, you don't have it. I, I'm a big documentary guy. You don't I know like, you are. You don't like documentaries. No, I do. I like when you tell me about them. Then I usually Ooh. remember we watched that Tupperware one. Yeah, <laughs> you told me about the Tupperware one. I thought for sure you were pulling my leg. Oh, it's great. And it was completely fascinating. You were right. I love any time they use like all that old footage. I love all that stuff. Yeah, and I want to see this thing. Uh, uh, Rumblefish or whatever it is, Rubblefish. What's that? Uh, I, I'm getting it wrong, but it's about like all the street gangs from New York in the 70s, like the real street gangs, and they had this like meeting where they. It, it's kind of like, like the Warriors, like the Warriors, but it, it was different because this is really happened. It was the gangs. They all met and they decided to stop 
hurting each other to stop fighting. This is true? This is true. Yeah, I looked at it on the web, and um, they it's about that. And then what happened after that is, like, instead of, you know, fighting each other, they started doing rap and all that breakdancing, and that's how it, like, started a whole... Really? Like, it, it just changed America in a way, you could say. Like, it changed... Like, rap is huge. Everywhere in the world, everybody loves rap. That know? is fascinating. And uh, it, it's pretty cool how it all started from these, you know, people just meeting up. But they... I love the look of those guys. Like, I, I could not get enough pictures of them. Like, Colin Quinn, who does, like, a one-man show about, like, growing up in New York in the 70s. And I bet you he probably has pictures of people like that, you know, like, just, like, these crazy gang guys, like, from weird gangs, you know? Like, there used to be... Um, what was the timeline Like, on there that? used to be a girl gang called the Stray Cats. <laughs> really? Or, no, the Alley Cats. I'm sorry. That was a band, the Stray Cats. The Alley right, Cats, right. yes. And the... Uh, what were the uh, girls called in the Warriors? Uh, the, the something Lezzies? Yeah, the Lezzies. No, the, the Lizzies. The Lizzies. Yeah, yeah. Lizzies, hot. That would be hot. We're going to a party. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the chicks are packed. And it's funny because now all those froze are back in Brooklyn. You see them. But they're not gang members now. They're uh, baristas. Well, what, time, what was the timeline of what you were saying when they were doing that? This that documentary? was in the 70s. Oh, in the 70s? Yeah. And they started rapping mm -hmm. back then? And when we were living in New York in the early 80s, like, if you go online and you look at footage of, like, the subways back then, yeah. like, filthy. Uh, like, yeah, I we don't were, remember we them were there that way. I don't remember them now. Yeah. Like, but they were, like, all graffiti. Yeah, all graffiti like, up. You know, right. like, like, now it's, like, hilarious when you see, like, a rat with a slice of pizza. Yeah. But I guess back then, I don't even remember. It's like, they were, like, in the, you know, they were eating pizza all the time. Yeah, we right. must have come here when they had just kind of figured it out and finished it the was, graffiti. They replaced the trains and somehow made them graffiti-proof. Who was the time. mayor again? Um, when we got here, was it, was it Koch? Were we here no, for, no, no, no. He was in the Dinkins. Well, Dinkins, we got here for Dinkins, Dinkins but the, uh, you know the the, the mayor uh, Giuliani. Giuliani was the one who cleaned up. Oh, the he whole cleaned city. it up. Yeah, he right, right. The whole city, and it's amazing how when you look at yeah, these I guess old you're pictures, right. Right, it was probably after that. Right? It's amazing how clean it is. Like when you look at it, like I just worked at Caroline's, and like that whole area is really just a That's giant all mall. Him. It's a mall. Now. It's all him. It's, it's just a he mall with like really overpriced Broadway shows. You know. Yeah, and like. Uh, you look at those old pictures, even in the 80s, like it still was filthy. It was dirty. You know, it was scary. And now it's I think it's scarier to, to for a guy to bum, like come up to you and like bum on you. And, like, you know, what I'm saying like a, like a homeless guy coming up, you know, like he's like drugged out. He'll come up to you. But now you're in front of an M&M store. Like, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I talk about this a lot when. I go down 42nd Street between 7th and 8th. I try never to walk down that street because in my mind, it's still 1980. Yeah. And that was the scariest block I've ever been on. Yes. And I still get nervous about it. Meanwhile, it's all Disney-fied. Uh-huh. But yet, in my head, I'm still a mess from it. It was so scary. I remember when And I you'd also hear you. other stories, too, you know, of people that had stories about that block. Well, when we went to NYU in the village, you know, like the village was always kind of safe, but there were like areas, you know. Right, you went to NYU in the very early 80s. I came in, you know, after college. So yeah. Yeah, no, you, like were here, from, you were here in the late 70s almost. I was, yeah, I was here protesting the Vietnam War. No, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was at NYU when, it, when I, I think that was like the beginning of where like you realize that colleges are corporate, you know, because like NYU, uh, you know, uh, 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 the whole idea like in the dorms and all that kind of stuff now like NYU owns like a ton of real yeah, estate yeah they own all but that back then it was there. like four or five dorms and like the whole thing was like you know hey we're gonna go up above 14th street 
be careful, man. You know, like that was the whole thing. Be very careful, man, because, you know, you go up there. And well, right. Remember um, the Lower East Side was, that was Alphabet place. City. You yeah. Know, like, um, I remember when, remember that guy, Greg LaFaro, and we used to do, we used to hang out at his house in Brooklyn, get high and eat pizza and play in the band. Oh, right, right, right. right. And yeah. we used to do my public access show. Um, remember, he, he was like one of the first people to move to Avenue B and 12th Street, and it was terrifying there. Yeah. And I remember going to visit him. He's like, well, don't go outside that late. You know, like, it's just so weird because now it's like completely changed. But I, I've met like just from, you know, like being old, I guess, I've met like a ton of people who grew up in the city. And it's really like, you know, they were like their parents were artists or like their parents were oh, like, yeah. you know, the mom was the social worker and the dad was the lawyer and they lived on the Lower East Side, stuff like that. So their their experience is like, you know, I, I came to New York. I was in my you know late teens, you know, early 20s. But can you imagine being five years old, walking around no. on the Lower East Side, you know, this guy's shooting heroin? Absolutely like, not. I couldn't, I couldn't, no. <laughs> I would not. I, no, we grew up in the, the suburbs. they still are here is amazing. Like you figure they'd move up to, you know, like uh, upstate New York. Excellent point. Right, right. Now they love where they grew up. I guess they they felt a sense of community like where those drug addicts like knew the kids mm -hmm. and it just wasn't the stuff that it is now where you can't have a kid walking around like now you know i also remember smoking in a cab which is something you can't do and like uh right the the uh, the other thing is like new york didn't have like this whole like there weren't so many laws that like you know like you got in a cab and like the, if that guy was like you know um because there was no phones really so the guy would take it out on you by driving erratically, crazily fast. <laughs> right. But you were into it because, like, you know, <laughs> you're smoking a cigarette, he's smoking one, and, like, you want to get there quickly. Now it's, like, really slow, and he's having this long phone call. I always feel like yeah. I'm his wife, like, waiting for him to get <laughs> off the phone. So what did he say? Is he coming? Man, who are they talking Is to all the time? Is he come from Kenya? <laughs> you know, they're talking to their buddies, and we were driving cabs. For, I know, but for how long? Well, I guess you and I do that, too, so I guess <laughs> no, I always think about that. I, guess. I always respect them. If they're on the phone, I'm I'm not on the phone. It sucks when we're both on the phone. <laughs> well, I know you got to. Uh, well, we got to go. light the candle, right? You want to? I wasn't sure if you wanted to. Well, I was going to let it go. I was going to light it afterwards. That's the only time I get to do it. My mom would love that I do it with you. Well, so. I'll do it. At, we'll do it. We'll sign off and we'll do it. Is that okay? I thought. Aren't you going to say your prayers and everything? Yeah, I'll do it after. I like when you do it on the air. You don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, you no, don't want to do it. No, it's behind you, so it's hard. Well, I guess you could I bring can it get here. up, right? Oh yeah, you want to do it? Let's do. Okay, let's do, do it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's right behind you. Bring the... Uh, oh, that's okay. Just... Uh, Whoa, this is a classic. Yeah, it's the one I've had since I was a kid. This is a great one. Yeah. Let me put this in. Last Can year I tell you, being in the in the uh, Hanukkah menorah business is not easy. <laughs> Every year, there's it's another gizmo or gadget. Right, Do you remember when uh, when the menorahs went electric? The Dylan moment when they went electric? <laughs> Wait, this one's not I always like the candles better than the electric one. Oh, yeah. Because no, there was always that one bulb that didn't know, like the non-Jewish bulb, <laughs> like I shouldn't be here. I just want to make sure it's going to Okay, now I'll, for the people Let listening at home, this is a great experience. Dave's now so rearranging the rearranging. the colors of the candles. Well, it's not the colors. Is that uh, some of the ones that have been used have the wax at the bottom. Okay. You can, Dave, there's no way you can bore down a holiday. It's already kind of boring, <laughs> but you're doing it. All right, <laughs> let me have your lighter. Sure. All right, we'll do it. And, uh, so and you're lighting the first candle. What and does Judy's, this have? A, uh, friends won't be offended. Does this have a specific name? The first, the, the shamus candle. The shamus. Yeah. Well, mine's up on the top where most people's are in the middle. Right. You ready? All right. Okay. Here we go. Baruch Adonai Elohein you Melecholam Asher Kiddushan you Bar Mitzvah Tov Vitivon you 
Lehad Lichner Shelhan Yuka. Amen. And then he says the second one. Baruch Atadonoi Eloheinu Melecholam Sheosanisim Lavotainu Bayamim Hohem Bazman Amen. Morot. So, all right, that's enough. Well, don't do that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're banging on the table. It's like, I was getting into it. I know, but then the candles will fall off. Um, that well, was I'm glad great. we did it. My mother will be pleased. But yeah, I hope she no, doesn't, I'm... Yeah, but hopefully she won't listen because I called her a cunt before. <laughs> oh, that's all right. She knows you're just kidding. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> and now just to uh, end it, we'll, uh, we'll for, the, for you other folks... Oh, perfect. <laughs> we gotta, you know, we gotta play both sides. I like it, it really brings Christmas close to a person. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you like Vince Giraldi? He did all this music for that, for the Peanuts, you know? He's all right. I would have went with Chet Baker or somebody else of that generation. Maybe Dave Brubeck. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, before we go, I gotta play this clip. I've been playing it nonstop. You'll love this. James Bond. Oh, I do love this. Can I tell you one thing about all the Bonds? Okay. Yeah, wait. Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other <laughs> girls? You think we better, huh? <laughs> no, just different. Like Peking duck is different from Russian caviar, but I love them both. Darling, I give you very best duck. Well, that'd be lovely. <laughs> God, God bless you. You think Connery. we better, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the uh, James Bond movies, like, they yeah. really only have five songs. You know that, right? And they use them in every one of them. I didn't know they did it so on the cheap. They would always have a new beginning song. You right, know, like right. The, uh, the theme song. Right, but then all their like the fight music is. Always oh yeah, the same. I guess you're right. Yeah, the love music. That was always the love music, and then they would have like one other like the looking for clues music. Oh, and, uh, I never it's even really, thought about it's that. really cool how like uh, the music always worked everywhere. Do you well, have the James Bond album? Do you have it there? The James Bond album. I mean, like, do you have like uh, the uh, music from it? Uh, no, I have. I have one. Hold on a second. This yeah. one. Um, well, this you'll. This is really funny. I'm not just saying it, it's true. Well, no, I don't have uh, that, but I have. Um, they would put like where's that one? they would they would do what they do in music, whereas like if he's in a different country, they'll do the same theme, but do it like with like you know, well, I have Moroccan a, I have the, the one where they made a different one. Where is it? This one. Um, I'm not talking about the one. Uh, Lawrence knows more about James Bond than me. Lawrence Lerman, he knows everything about it. Oh, I can't find the one I was looking for, which was. Uh, What's your there, favorite there James Bond one, movie? Uh, I, I, quite frankly, I think it's Casino Royale with the the, fir, uh, the new one, uh, the with one, the, the first Daniel Craig one. Oh, really? Uh, look at this is the one from '77. Yeah, where they mixed it up. Well, that's uh, Marvin Hamlish, guy who wrote a chorus line, did made it like this. This is hilarious because it was 1977. That's who is the James Bond? I know who it is. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. <laughs> it's the James Bond thing, but they, just like you're saying, but they changed it up. He was Listen. my least favorite Bond. By the way. <laughs> and then it goes. Wee! And they got the wow, 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 wow. The seventies. Did they play this at your bar mitzvah when you came out? Of course they did. <laughs> Of course, there's no footage to prove that, but it's true. Wait, I, I'm trying to think. Go to the, just put in the James Bond fight music. I don't have it. Ugh. I love that music. I love when he fights. His fights are so half-assed, you know, because it's always like um, 
you know, uh, like when him against Ajab and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. But I have this one. There's been a lot of unfair fights between James and people. Live well, Scaramanga. As a million dollars a contract, I can afford to, Mr. Bond. You work for peanuts. A hearty well done from Her Majesty the Queen and a pittance of a pension. Apart from that, we are the same. To us, Mr. Bond, we are the best. There's a useful four-letter word, and you're full of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one those guys did uh, on the trip. Oh, remember? Because they uh, I did, did love you see that movie. Which one? Wild Geese? No, the trip. Come, come, Mr. Bond. You derive just as much pleasure from killing as I do. Come, come, Mr. Bond. You get just as much pleasure from killing as I do. They're, they're trying to outdo each other. Oh. With the, did you ever see that movie? No. It's really funny. They're trying to outdo each other with that bit. All right, no, but just, just don't. I can't try to do it real. Shut up, don't tell me how to act. Uh, well, I bloody should do. Why? Because sometimes you tend to sort of, you know, crank it up a bit. You yeah, know. So whereas you are wow. widely regarded as the king of understatement. Wow, we've well, never really this. heard English people. Come, come, come on, you get just as much of... Come, come, come. I get the lines right. All right. Now, as as <laughs> is that Game of Thrones? No. What, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. It's called The Trip. It's really funny. Oh, neat. So were they on LSD or something? No, no. no. They were just... It was the exact opposite. They were going around like a restaurant tour of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery uh, was the best uh, James Bond. I like Daniel Craig a lot. Yeah, no, but I mean like, you know, but of the of the of the old ones, I mean, he was the best one. Yeah. No, he was. But uh, you know, but I grew up on Roger Moore, so sometimes I do like it and I like I, I like the spy who love me a lot. Um I like I like that uh, Sean Connery didn't want to do it after a while. How cool is that? He's well, like, I'm done with it. Yeah, but then he came back and he did it again, and then he came back and he did it again. Is that cool? Oh, I guess not. <laughs> he can't, he left. Then they had George Lazenby. Then he goes, "All right, I'll do one more." And then he left. And then he came back and he bought yeah, the rights George to Lazenby, Thunderball. I thought he didn't own. want to do it again either. He was no. Like, George Lazenby would have loved to do it again. Nobody uh, are you liked sure him. About that? He was horrible. I don't know about that. Uh, Timothy Dalton. He left on his own because I think he got there was a problem. I know. Yeah, he wanted to do another, but they went bankrupt and. Pierce Bronson really wanted to do another one, but he asked for too much money, and they're like, I think we'll part ways. I like Pierce Bronson. I, did, I, I, I thought he was great. okay. I think he's great. Now, at the most, you're going to have two hours before the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines move in and make you put it back. Pierce Bronson is great in uh, Penny Dreadful. Who mentioned Dreadful. anything about him? Oh, is that right? No, wait. Do I have the right guy? No, it's one, one of the Showtime? other. It's one of the other. Uh, oh, it's bonds. Timothy Dalton, I yeah, think. Yeah, he's really Yeah, bad. yeah. Well, I li his Bond, that License to Kill movie was really, really good. Yeah. So I would have liked to see him in another. The first one he did wasn't that good, but they always they said that was a walkthrough so they could you know kind of get him in because after Roger Moore did like seven movies, they just needed like a basic. But that License to Kill was excellent. But the, but Pierce Bronson, the only one that I like is uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Otherwise, the other movies aren't very good. That World Is Not Enough is the worst one. Although I find um, who's the one who was married to Charlie Sheen, uh, the girl. Um, I find her the most De attractive. Denise Richards. I think she's she's hot, really yeah. attractive. Yeah, but that was already put past the point where they would actually have sex. It became just like uh, you know yeah yeah implied. Except in Casino Royale. Where it's the best Bond woman ever, Ava Green from Penny Dreadful, yeah, who yes. had a backstory and yeah. was awesome. And that opening scene where actress, they meet on the train, which yeah. is like so old school, awesome, and they're sizing each other up. She's amazing in that. You and they, really they don't have any Bond women like that that are that good. You know, that have stuff to do. You should watch Penny Dreadful. 
Uh, that's what I heard. I mean, I find her. She's so pretty. I even watched that stupid movie Dark Shadows because she's in it. Let me sell you it. on the show. No, the, <laughs> the actual idea of the show is really, really. It's like, what if Doctor Frankenstein? The monster, Sherlock. It's like all these people from that time. Oh, I didn't know together. that. That's the premise of the show. Kind of, but uh, it's really just about. So it's like her. the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's kind of like that, but not really. But it's really about like uh, that Victorian time. So what does she play? Is she evil? No, she plays like um. Because I like she, that. She's like this like witch, basically. Oh, good witch. Go on. And uh, you know, um, <laughs> you already have uh, Dorian Gray is there, by the way. But this is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, it's not <laughs> like that. It's 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 um it's about like uh you know uh, it's it's just very um. I, I find it really good because they're all like really like acting up a storm and they're really good. And the guy who plays the the monster is really good. Who, he's which like, monster? He, he's like uh, Frankenstein. Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, Frankenstein. Okay. Yeah, he he's the uh, the monster, and uh, you know he's like this like thought. He's like a Brooklyn monster. Like he's a very like feelings. So about his feelings are hurt. Doesn't know who he is. <laughs> you know, it's really it's really it's really yeah, good that does sound pretty good. But she is so hot. She's so hot. She's beautiful. I mean, I don't know how it, old she is. I, I went to go see the um, three hundred sequel just. Oh right, right. Oh, she's in the sequel, but not in the original. I don't think so. Yeah, she's way hot. I mean, she really, really is, and a really good actress. Yeah. Ava Green, win, best win. Bond woman ever. Um, when I go down the list of how hot Bond women are, it, it always ends up Denise Richards for some reason. But Ava Green is the best Bond girl in the sense of uh, acting, plot given, you tricking, know, tricking Bond. Yeah, well, she right, she plays kind of a double the, agent, but then double agent, you know. But but then they always cut out my favorite scene when it's on television. I've told you this before, I think, when it's on USA or Spike, it drives me crazy. The best scene, the most important scene in Casino Royale, it's the only time a woman has ever saved James Bond. Oh, wow. And he's he's been poisoned. Remember? And he yeah. gets the defibrillator, and she plugs it back in so he can live. Oh, I didn't know that. And then he goes, are you okay? After she brings him back to life, and she goes, am I okay? And that's where she completely turns and say this guy's amazing oh. and they cut that out all the time I didn't and it know ruins the entire movie wow of why she you know is doing something for this guy she did love mm -hmm. but then realizes uh oh this guy's even more amazing she's kind of a whore because she can't make up her mind right but, uh, you know well, it broke his heart and then he uh what's McCall well that's why this the movie, next movie he was like full tilt like you know just killing yeah well that movie was bad but this I, did you see Spectre no, I didn't see it. Yet. I saw it and I liked it. And the best part about it is that it ties in all four movies. Yeah. And they never did that in a Bond movie oh, I, before. I didn't know that. So, well, like that. as long as they have um, some kind of really ridiculous uh, guy on a motorcycle uh, chasing another guy in a car, and then they're fighting on a train. They, for a oh, while there, it, it seemed like every every Bond ended up with like a train fight or something like that. Like of course, on a roof, you know, they're running, they're has running all of that, and, and it's dressed as a clown. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, octopus. Remember, he comes and he's trying to. There's a bomb in the circus, and he's dressed as a clown. Oh uh, yeah, and he's that was like, definitely. There's a bomb in there, but he's yelling at everybody as a clown, <laughs> so it, you can't take it serious. But it's still a good movie. That, is that the it's, one where they had voodoo in it? No, no, that's Live and Let Die. That's a yeah, great movie. That's I great really one. like that. That one. one shows New York also. It yeah, in the seventies. Really depressed. Like yeah, like uh, like uh, James, even the cars are annoying. Yeah, like he goes up to Harlem and he yeah. has to go to the voodoo store and and like you just see how like the blight. Yep. like things are burnt out yeah it's gross like yeah and, uh, you know roger moore who like like before four seasons he must have been like i'm get me out of here yeah <laughs> exactly right, right get me out of this seat get me out of this series <laughs> drive me off this picture <laughs> yeah that was a good one i know you got to go that's why i didn't want to uh keep you know, it's been no, over an dude, hour I, so i love um, talking to you dave you're my you're my best this best and uh, uh, i'll tell you dave i'm similar. very excited for this podcast i like it i think doing it in your house 
gives it more of a homey feel. Well, now it's a homo feel because we got the candle lights uh, and stuff. That's true. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just keeping it going, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's I don't have a lot of listeners, but I do enjoy doing it. Good. So, and that's why I really appreciate you coming on. I usually do it by myself, so it's nice to have a guest. Yeah. No, so, I hope um, I didn't slow it down. No, yeah, not yeah, at all. Business. Oh. We just wrap it up with. Uh, now that we did the uh, the Jewish stuff, wrap it up with the uh, Catholic stuff or the Christian stuff. I like a lot. Anyway, Dave, thank you so thank much you. for joining me. And Dave is going to be. Oh, thank you, same to you. Oh, I wanted to show you this one thing because, um, oh. you know, that movie Joy uh, with uh, what's the girl who's in the Hunger Games? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Right. So it's her, Bradley Cooper, and De Niro again. You know, the same people from Silver Linings Playbook and the other one. Um, this picture I'm showing you. Do you know who that is? That's Melissa Rivers. Dressed up as Joan Rivers. Yes. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. She's in that movie. Like, can I see a picture? Yeah, isn't that great? I got it for you. Let's just wow. Show you. She looks amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah they really dressed does. up Joan Rivers' daughter as Joan Rivers in this new movie, Joy, that comes out Christmas Day God to bless. play Joan Rivers on QVC. God and it's bless. kind of funny. It's, this is probably a movie you'll like because it's about a woman that invented, like, a mop or something. You know? Oh, like, really? It's almost like a documentary. Yeah, I, li I like that kind of movie. Yeah. Good for Melissa. That's great. You know, if there, anybody else did, it would be inappropriate. But exactly, exactly. It. Um, it, it's uh, you, Gary Goldman was talking about it, and I wonder if these documentaries are true. He said he watches a lot of those documentaries, too. He watched, watched one on Helvetica, the font. Do they really have that? <laughs> Is that a joke? <laughs> or where they named, they came up with the two-letter abbreviations for the states? The, the ampersand. <laughs> that sounds like something on a History Channel where they would have that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know you that. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, though, no, Gary's but... a very smart guy. Oh, he's very smart and very handsome. He's he's a double double whammy. Yeah. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you so much for listening. Dave's going to be at Governor's. This comes out uh, on Thursday. He'll be there over the weekend. And, uh, of course, uh, you should see on Netflix, if you have Netflix, I'm going to get Netflix soon, his uh, comedy special Roadwork, which is fantastic. Uh, please watch it. The Great David Tell, his uh, Star Trek tech book. And, um, Dave, thank you so much for coming. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the actual book now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, everybody, I'll see you next week on the Dave Juskow Podcast. Happy holidays, everybody. Oh, yeah, good idea. Yeah.